0: Magi from the east to the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born the king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said, For this is what the prophet has written.
1: Good morning, everybody. This, um, this is technically the very last day of Christmas, if you do the, the 12 days of Christmas. And um, your, your staff team is always looking for ways to bless you. So we had an informal competition um, just in the last couple of days of the week for the very, very worst Christmas cracker joke. So I have, it, I have it for you. What is grumpy and covered in custard? Apple grumble. There you go. There you go. That's pretty bad, isn't it? So I wanted um, bar humbug. Thank you, Giles. I wanted to take you back just briefly into the Christmas story and um, this amazing adventure that the wise men or magi went on. We don't know who they were from the east. We don't know how many there were. The kind of legend of three of them comes from the fact that there were three presents and therefore, you know, maybe there were three, one present, but we've got no idea. We don't know whether they arrived just after the shepherds, kind of, you know, nativity style, just as the shepherds go back from the, to the fields, in come the wise men, very convenient, or whether it was months later. We don't know what they thought about it all when they got back home, if they got back home. What we do know is that they were looking for what God was wanting to do in the world, They were searching and God who knows no boundaries doesn't care where you start when you search for him, what religion you are, what your background is, you know, happy to use even astrology and a star, God reveals something to their hearts and they took the adventure of leaving the safety of their homeland and going to find the one who's born king of the Jews. They came to Bethlehem because they wanted to see Jesus. We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. They didn't want anything from him, they just wanted to see him and worship him and be in his presence. Because worship is a powerful thing. Worship is powerful. And they recognised that somehow, his birth was a world-changing event. And I, I doubt very much they knew his name. You know, they wouldn't. They, when they went to see Herod, they didn't say, "Where is the one? Where is Jesus born?" They said, "Where is he who is born to be King of the Jews?" And I'm sure that Mary and Joseph would have told the wise men what the angel said you shall call him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins and at the beginning of the year that is a great place to start I mean probably in terms of Christian knowledge every person in this room knows far more about the Jesus story than the wise men did. All they knew was that God was doing something and that a baby had been born and that that birth was a world-changing event. And that was enough for them. They just wanted to be with Jesus and to worship him and open their hearts and give to him. You know, they bought really expensive stuff with them, really, really precious stuff that cost thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds. They brought it with them just to give Jesus. And they were happy. The doesn't, Bible doesn't say how long they spent worshipping him. But, you know, I doubt it was five minutes in, five minutes out. I, I bet they asked Mary and Joseph everything they could about this baby. You know, Mary would have told them about the Annunciation and the angel. And Joseph would have told them about his dream When God said, it's okay to take Mary home as your wife, this is me at work. My, My guess is they stayed a while until the dream warned them to leave town and avoid Herod. And it was enough for them just to be with Jesus and to worship him. And for us, at the beginning of this year, that's a fantastic place to start. Just to be with Jesus and to worship him. And a big part of worship is remembering how amazing our God is and how Jesus came to save us from our sins. Because we can't rescue ourselves, we're all equally in need of God's mercy. We live in a culture that doesn't believe we need to be rescued, but we do. And on the cross, Jesus was mocked and they said he saved others. He can't save himself, which wasn't true because he could have saved himself. But he chose not to because he came to save his people from their sins. And our culture likes the vision of God's kingdom you know, peace on earth, goodwill towards men, like the the angels said, and all that goes with it, the shalom, the wholeness, the, the things working well together, the people living in harmony. Our culture likes the vision of the kingdom, but our culture has no time for the king. And our vision statement, as I hope you know, is make life better, make disciples. And the first part of that, goes down very well to make life better because that's the kingdom and pretty much anybody can get on board with that. The second part not so much because that's the king. But the kingdom doesn't function without the king. Without the king there is no kingdom. You cannot have the reign and rule of Jesus without Jesus himself without the king there is no one to save us from our sins which is why at the beginning of the year I want us to turn our eyes to him as we've come this morning to worship which is by far the most important thing we do is to bring ourselves into God's presence and receive from him whether it's through the words we sing or say together or hearing God's word preached or just in the quiet or being prayed for as we come to him to receive and to remember that he is the king and without him there is no kingdom. So let's be still for just a minute Let's remember that we are his people and he loves us. Father, this year may we be like the wise men, whose one priority was to be with Jesus and to worship him before anything else. And this year, would there be space in our lives to worship the King of Kings? you breathe on us your presence and increase our desire to be with you increase our understanding that there is no kingdom without the king thank you Lord This church, this community, this family of God's people has got so much going for for it, so much going for you. I love our vision of the one-third, the two-thirds Sheffield. You've heard me speak about that before. I'm not going to say much about it this morning. Mission through community, gospel planting with Forge and Restore. I thought I'd give you a, a couple of little things to encourage you at the start of the year. Um, At the Young Adult Ball just before Christmas, we sold 135 tickets and half of those who came were not from the church. Five years ago, we had no forge projects in East Sheffield. By Easter, with God's grace, we'll have 10. On the west side of the city at King Centre Carols, A third of the people who came were not church people. Not as exciting, but still important. It looks as if we finished the year more or less on budget. Those of you who've been around a while will appreciate that one. And I look at you and I feel anticipation and hope about what God is going to do. Uh, Which leads me to the next part. If you'd come up, Anne, that would be great. Because Anne and I have some news. Um, Next summer, I'll be 65, and we will have been leaders here for six years. And uh, we've always planned that at that point, you know, reaching 65, um, I would work less hours and move to a part-time contract. But as the times got near and as we've been with God over it and prayed, we've realized we can't really do that and take that step without also asking, well, what and who comes next? For NCS. And it feels like a a new season at the church. And um, if you've been here a while, you will remember it wasn't a particularly easy time when we came. And um, there are um, four words that have kind of reflected how things have changed in our thinking, anyway, since then. When we came and we had a word from John's Gospel right at the end. Um, of the sort of first half of Jesus' final discourse, um, just as Judas leaves, and thus um, the gospel writer comments, and it was night. And uh, night's not necessarily a bad time. You kind of close the doors, build up the fire, rekindle relationships, get together with your family. But that was a bit how that felt at the time. It, it was night. And then. Later on, we had a strong word, look for signs of the dawn. Look for signs of the dawn. Again, you might, you might remember that if, if you've been with us a while. And um, then we had it's early spring. It's a great time. Um, you know, the new food's not up yet, but it's early spring and the seasons have changed. And we had a, a powerful picture of angels coming into church with their shields, with kind of scarred, with battle um, damage on the front of the shield. And all of a sudden, the shields got replaced, and they were covered with, sh- with flowers. And, and the word was, the season has changed. And then more recently, um, the picture of shoots coming up with blossom promising fruit everywhere, which is the season that, that I think we're in now. And we sense that, that God is moving us on, and the time is coming for us to hand over. And as we've prayed and reflected, we think the time for us to do that is in the summer. We have very mixed feelings about this. We obviously strongly believe that God's in it, but you are a great bunch and we will miss you. We will miss seeing what's going to happen with that blossom. When leadership changes, churches can either recruit a new leader from outside, as you did with me and Anne, or they can appoint leaders who are already here. And um, We are an unusual church. I mean, if If you grew up in Philadelphia and are still here, then you don't know what you've got, um, and you won't until you go somewhere else. And uh, firstly, raising leaders has always been a core part of our DNA. Here, it's also always been something that Anne and I have been committed to, which means that internal recruitment is a natural option for us because it brings continuity and vision and direction and also both sides know what they're getting. And yeah. Secondly we're not a parish church just focused on one community. We have a call to the whole city both the one-third and the two-thirds Sheffield. That's why we were planted out of Crooks in the first place. That's also the history of the house church at King Centre. And thirdly, we are a church that has significant social action ministry through Forge and Restore across the city. Um, that's where our access to the two-thirds city comes from. So, as we've prayed, we also think that a, a shared senior leadership post might be the right one for the future. And we would like to commend to you uh, Mike Rutter as senior church leader and Sam Evans as chief executive of our church and you know Sam's not here today um, because of the new baby do please keep praying for them, it wasn't a straightforward birth, we don't think they're in any danger, they're hoping that Nikki and Sam and the baby can be home um, tomorrow and we have in mind that they would share our role as senior leader on the board of trustees with Sam as chief executive, Mike to chair the board. It's not just those two. We have other great leaders. Um, Sam and Mike would form a close team with Josh Cutting and Giles Holloway at King Centre and with support from Kath Livesey. And do you want to say about the kind of prophetic stuff?
2: Uh, Yeah, when we were asking God about this, he reminded me, for Philadelphia, of the image of the throne of God in Revelation and the four creatures surrounding it. Four creatures with God at the centre, moving as one in response to the Spirit. Four creatures of the same substance as each other, but each with a different face and character. All of them giving glory and honour to God. Uh, The first is a creature with a face like that of a human. The second, with the face of an ox. The third, a face of a lion. And the fourth, an eagle with flying wings. And immediately, I recognise that Mike reminds me very much of the creature with the human face. (laughs) (laughs) Sam is the ox. Josh is the lion and Kath, the prophet, the eagle with flying wings. And then together with Giles at the King Centre, we then have the, all the fivefold gifts represented in the team, apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist. So that's what I thought God was saying to us.
1: And um, Sam's shown great Faith and ability as Director of Social Action, Forge and also Restore with Jane Franklin. Anything to do with organisation or strategy or making things happen, and Sam is on it. Mike has invested really strongly in our family and worship and leadership as a church in supporting me and Anne. He has a humble heart. Uh, and a desire for God and his kingdom. And Josh has responsibility for our gap year courses, for young adults, for communities and households. And this year, he's taken on the student leadership as well, with Pete moving on. And uh, I love Josh's heart for raising and releasing leaders. He and Beth have a passion for God's kingdom. And Giles has an evangelist's heart, and shown a huge commitment as he's taken over at King's Centre. He's taking the church out into Nether Edge. And Kath, who will support the team but not have a specific task beyond that, Kath is amazing in releasing prophetic ministry and prophetic people. And um, she doesn't blow her trumpet, but she does have an international ministry in doing that and in making prophecy accessible to churches and her, her support for the team and that eagle role is going, is going to be key and it's increasingly common with not for profit organisations to kind of split the chief executive role and the chair of trustees role and to do it in this kind of way and um, Sam and Mike are already doing a good part of this role our board of trustees has worked through this and supports it or I won't be standing here commending it. Bishop of Sheffield, Yorkshire Baptist Association also support the proposed leadership and process. Of course, the team have worked through it and are very positive. But I do want to emphasize that this is mine and Anne's recommendation. But you have to test it, and you have the decision and the final vote. We feel it's our responsibility to make a commendation and a recommendation if we can, which we do feel we can, Um, but then it's for you to weigh it and test it, and there will be a process um, with a vote that is actually the decision. So I just really want you to hear that. It's all a bit lump in the throat for us. We love our church's faith and desire to hear God's voice and do it. We love the vision for the city, the heart to serve with compassion and faith. You're a church of both word and spirit, growing in humility and courage, not passive, taking responsibility for your life with God, and much else besides. Um, And I say again, if you've grown up here, you don't know what you've got. Mm. And we, we had thought we would stay a bit longer. That was the game plan. But the God who is always doing new things is doing them with us as well. And that picture of the escalator, kind of, for us, it's, it's nearing the top now.
0: Mm.
1: We, I, th- go I, on.
2: I, I think, actually, what you're trying to say is that you've become very dear yes. to us. Yes, that is what I'm trying to say. Thank you. (laughs)
1: Um, We also have absolutely no idea what the next thing might be for us. So if you could put the process slide up. So this is the kind of process. An initial meeting as soon as possible at uh, King's Centre and at Philly where you can ask as many questions of me and Anne as you want. Sam and Mike won't be present there, so you can say whatever you like, um, and (laughs) I'll be fine. So, Obviously, if you're a king-centre person, but you can make the Philly one, you can come to that and vice versa. Um, And um, after that, we will publish initial job descriptions, and Anne and I will step aside from the process. And the next stage will be Um, Base meetings on Tuesday the 25th of Feb and Sunday the 1st of March at Philly and at KC. And Ade Adebagio will chair those meetings. And Sam and Mike will also be available for at least part of them. And then, if the board's sense is that the church is behind it, the next step would be formal interviews and a recommendation to the members of the charity who will have the final vote. And uh, you will remember that I've been wanting to extend the membership of the charity. Actually, that started before I knew this was gonna happen. And um, if you've been thinking about membership of the charity, now would be a very good time to make up your mind because you get the vote. do come and chat to us we have got time for coffees with you if you'd like to do that one on one or in any other way um you can also chat to the board uh you can chat to any member of the staff team process is out in the open um it you know that's trying to make as much opportunity for the church to engage with this as we can and um pray for me and Anne, it's not easy taking this step and um, we have no idea what the next thing is